The Sound Devices MixPre 3 and MixPre 6 could be the ultimate devices for podcasting to replace your mixer, recorder, and audio interface. Here's my review. Hi, I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com. In 2017, Sound Devices launched two amazing products, the MixPre 3 and its bigger brother, the MixPre 6. I think they are almost perfect, but I do have a few disappointments, which I'll share later in this video. Before I get too deep into my review, thanks to Sound Devices for loaning me this MixPre 6. I didn't pay for this, but I also don't get to keep it. However, I like the MixPre 6 so much that if my disappointments were resolved, which is a real possibility, I would immediately go and buy my own MixPre 6. The MixPre 3 and MixPre 6 are very similar with their core features. They both contain high quality preamps, both record to multiple isolated tracks, both interface with computers and mobile devices as multi-track input and output audio interfaces, and both the MixPre 3 and MixPre 6 have great mixing capabilities. For the rest of this review, I'll focus on the MixPre 6, but most of the information still applies to the MixPre 3, with the main difference between the two being that the MixPre 3 has fewer inputs and outputs than the MixPre 6. And you can get more information about both models in the links below this video or at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash mixpre. The mixpre 6 offers four combo locking XLR and TRS inputs, and there are two on each side. The built-in cashmere preamps offer up to 96 decibels of clean gain. That's enough to support a directly connected dynamic studio microphone and record with little to no hiss. On the right side of the MixPre 6 is a stereo 3.5mm TRS auxiliary input that makes it easy to bring in sound effects or podcast guest or co-host from a consumer level device such as a PC, smartphone, or a tablet. And then for outputs, the MixPre 6 offers a stereo headphone out with its own volume control. And on the left side, a 3.5 millimeter stereo TRS line out with a really cool feature I'll tell you about in a bit. Thus far, the MixPre 6 may not seem all that different from devices like the Zoom H6, but here are the amazing features that raise the MixPre 6 above other recorders and mean it could replace several pieces of audio gear in your podcast studio. Noticeably first is the higher build quality of the MixPre 6. It has a hard, durable shell and corner grips that would protect the MixPre 6 from impact if you were to accidentally drop it, thus preventing the controls from damage. The MixPre 6 can connect with computers and mobile devices as a multi-track audio interface via USB. And while other devices may offer similar functionality, the MixPre 6 can interface while also functioning as a standalone recorder. Compare that to something like the Zoom H6, which can be only a recorder or an interface, but not both simultaneously. The USB interface itself is also quite amazing. 
When connected to your PC, the MixPre 6 can offer up to four audio outputs from your PC to the MixPre 6 and up to eight audio inputs from the MixPre 6 to your PC. In full eight-track mode, input tracks one and two contain a stereo mix of everything going into the MixPre 6. And then tracks three through eight are isolated tracks from the MixPre 6's own input channels one through six. This is extremely handy for podcasting because it means you could connect everything to the MixPre 6 and use the stereo mix channels for live streaming through your computer or a mobile device. The four USB output tracks can be assigned to any of the six input channels on the MixPre 6, and you can even monitor all the inputs, and yes, even the USB inputs, through headphones connected to the MixPre 6, and see the isolated input levels for all eight tracks, that's six ISOs and two mix, on the touchscreen with a quick tap. With a little bit of tweaking through some software, such as Rogue Amoeba's Loopback on macOS or Voice Meter on Windows, you could achieve multiple mix minus setups for VoIP calls all through USB. The stereo line out on the left side is also quite impressive because it allows you to route custom audio to the left or right tracks of the stereo line out. For example, I could connect four XLR microphones to the MixPre 6 and an additional stereo auxiliary input, and then I can set the stereo line out to include only those four microphones, but omit the auxiliary input. And I can even mix the left and right tracks separately, such as putting microphones one and two on the left and microphones three and four on the right, if you would have the need to do such a thing. In other words, the stereo line-out is similar to the customizable auxiliary outputs of a mixer. This provides enough versatility that you could probably completely replace a mixer with the MixPre 6. Another way the MixPre 6 stands out is in its analog limiter, which prevents audio peaks from clipping and distorting. Many other devices do offer built-in digital limiters, but because of their position in the audio chain and some of their other designs, digital limiters are quite often worthless because they still allow distortions. The MixPre 6's analog limiter, however, was so fast and distortion-free that I could set the gain way too high for recording but still never clip and distort the audio. That's impressive. The MixPre 6 offers basic controls and text entry via a USB keyboard or with the Wingman app on a Bluetooth-connected iOS or Android device. You can also use the app to monitor the track levels. The small touchscreen on the MixPre 6 is surprisingly easy to use for navigating and adjusting settings. And you can even switch the interface mode of the MixPre 6 between basic, advanced, or make your own mix of both in the custom mode. And for some of the feature selections where you have to pick from multiple things, instead of tapping on the screen, you can use the little wheel on the side, which is normally the headphone amplifier volume level. You can use that to quickly dial in to the precise number that you want. And if you have settings you use in different scenarios, you can save those settings to named presets for easy recall on the MixPre 6. 
for powering the MixPre 6, you can use four AA batteries with the included adapter, or you can power it via USB through your computer, through a powered hub, through a portable battery pack, or an AC power adapter. Or you can purchase additional accessories to use Sony NP style batteries or an adapter for eight AAA batteries to give you even longer battery life. The MixPre 6 records all channels as a polyway file. That's a single way file with more than two tracks, as you'd normally see. And then it will split the recording into separate and seamless four gigabyte files. So it's no problem to take those multiple files and simply put them one right after the other in your digital audio workstation. And these audio files are written to an SD, SDHC, or SDXC card. The position of the SD card slot, however, is behind the battery pack. And that's a little strange and slightly inconvenient, but considering that you would probably have the MixPre 6 connected to your computer via USB anyway, data transfer is fast and it even supports USB-C. It's amazing that Sound Devices has packed so many high-quality features into such a small form. The, the MixPre 6 is portable and it takes up such a tiny amount of space, whether you're using it on your desk in your podcasting studio or you want to take it with you so that you can have a portable podcasting studio. For videographers, the MixPre 6 also has the necessary screw holes on the top and bottom for mounting this between your camera and tripod, and it has HDMI input for HDMI timecode. And before I tell you what I don't like about the MixPre 6, you're probably wondering about the price. As of July 2017, the MixPre 6 retails for $899 while the MixPre 3 retails for $649. Those prices may seem high to you as a podcaster, but they're a bargain for experienced audio professionals, especially with the MixPre 6 having such high build quality. Even for podcasters, it's a great value because matching these features would require a six-channel mixer, a multi-track digital audio recorder, a multi-track USB interface, and a multi-channel analog limiter. Add all of those things together and you would pay about the same price for all of those as for the MixPre 6. But you would still be missing some of the features in the MixPre 6 and you'd still be missing that small physical footprint with all of that other gear being much bigger and not nearly as portable as the MixPre 6. Seriously, your podcast studio could be as simple as this, the MixPre 6, your microphones, and then the cables to connect them. That's a whole lot better than several pieces of large audio equipment. If you want to purchase your own MixPre 3 or MixPre 6, please use the links below this video. Now, on to my disappointments. All the features in the MixPre 6 make it almost perfect. And I'm, I'm so close to buying my own to replace my mixer, limiter, recorder, and interface. But in my opinion, there are only three things lacking. And these could even be resolved in a firmware or driver update of some sort. My first disappointment is the lack of a marker. I love that the Zoom recorders can place a mark inside my WAV audio files while I'm recording. 
These show up in professional digital audio workstations like Adobe Audition and such, but not in Audacity. And I use these marks to indicate known edit points in my recordings, and that significantly speeds up the editing workflow. And on the Zoom recorders, placing a mark while recording is a simple press on the record or scroll button, depending on the specific Zoom model. On the Mix Pre 6, such a feature could be mapped to pressing the record button while you're already recording, or it could be mapped to the customizable star button on the Mix Pre 6. And I've come to rely on this marking feature so much that the Mix Pre 6's lack of a mark feature is actually a deal breaker for me. My second disappointment is that the eight USB input tracks, that is input to the PC from the Mix Pre 6, can't be custom mixed like the stereo line out, which lets you assign any selection of channels to the right or left tracks. This could probably be implemented with a fairly simple firmware update, and such custom mixing would make a digital mix minus much easier, but still not to its greatest potential. And that leads to my third disappointment, the complication in routing audio to multiple USB channels. Many recordings, streaming, and voice over IP or VoIP apps will let you choose the audio input and output devices for that program. Or you can set these at the system level and the program will simply inherit those. But most apps and operating systems won't let you choose the channels on those inputs or output audio devices. Digital audio workstations like Adobe Audition or Audacity will let you do that for recording, but voice apps like Skype or Hangouts won't let you uh, set a specific channel as the input or output for that app. Thus, input tracks three through eight are practically useless for anything other than multi-track recording on a PC because most apps will pull only the first one or two channels from an audio input device. Skype, for example, gets audio from only channel one. That's the left side of stereo audio. So even if you could make USB input three a custom mix, there isn't any way for Skype to use USB three as its input. Sometimes you can do this with extra software, like maybe loopback or voice meter but it's still a complicated process in some setups. I think the ideal solution would be to make the input and output channels appear as independent input and output devices instead of a single multi-track device. For example, connecting the Mix Pre 6 could appear as up to four audio output devices, mono or stereo, and up to eight separate input audio devices, again, mono or stereo, this would then allow you to target any input or output channel by selecting its corresponding audio device, such as Mix Pre 6 Mono Channel 1, and you can select that within your programs. Fully resolving this would probably require both a firmware update and special drivers, or maybe it would be easier to make a Mix Pre companion app for Windows and Mac OS that would create virtual audio devices for custom routing from apps or to apps. For example, I could set USB outputs one and two to be combined as a stereo output device, while outputs three and four would be separate mono output devices. 
If all three of my disappointments could be resolved, as I think would be possible, and I hope sound devices will do, then I would consider the Mix Pre 6 to be the perfect modern mixing, recording, and interfacing device for podcasters. And if that happens, then shut up and take my money. Another potential annoyance is the position of the small power switch. Being next to the USB-C port, it can be a little difficult to reach that switch when a USB-C cable is connected to the Mix Pre 6. There's a lot more the Mix Pre 3 and Mix Pre 6 can do, and I recommend Curtis Judd's videos and the Sound Devices website for more details on and demonstration of the extra features. I'm excited about all the amazing abilities Sound Devices has packed into this small Mix Pre 3 and Mix Pre 6, and I hope to someday replace a bunch of my own audio gear with the Mix Pre 6 and then have greater recording and interfacing features than I have even now, and all in an extremely portable package for about the same price as I paid for everything I currently have. Visit the links below this video or at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash mixpre for more information and to purchase your own mixpre3 or mixpre6. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for watching.